I'm driving to work right now. It's about 25 degrees and it's probably so early you're probably still sleeping. You're probably still asleep. Well today we're going to be talking a lot about power. Power. What is it? Well power means control. In the relationships in your book I want to think, I don't want you to think about who has the power, who has the control. Not just think about who, but think about why. Think about who influences who. So if one character has more power than the other, how does that impact your protagonist? How does that impact some of your side characters? When I say that, I want you to think about your own life. I want you to think about who has the power in your own life and how does that control you? How does that influence you? What kind of impact does that have on you and why? So I want to think about growing up. For me, growing up was really about trying to navigate those power relationships in school and out of school. Um, When I was in high school, I was um, really into running. I bet you're surprised by that. And the power was really my coach, my cross-country coach, my track coach. They had the power. And when I think about power, I don't think just negative power. I think positive power, the power to influence. So when I was young, I had a, I had a very a great coach. And I'm actually still friendly with her. Um, and when I was in high school, she was she pushed me and pushed and pushed and pushed. And she inspired me in a very positive way. Uh, so she had a lot of power over my training. She had a lot of power over whether or not I could get into an event or not. And she had a lot of power in uh, my track workouts. But more importantly, she had a lot of influence, which is power, on um, you know, the way I saw the world. Right at that point, I was trying to figure out who I was. I was trying to figure out um, my family, and my family had just settled down, quite honestly, uh, after a couple of years of trying to figure out who we all were after a very long and hard divorce. My parents were divorced when I was younger, and I was a fourth out of six. And, um, you know, it was a busy time in our lives, and it was pretty dysfunctional. So running was pretty powerful for me, but having coach that believed in me was more powerful than anything. At the time that I was in my sophomore year, I was recruited to run for the track and for the cross country team. And I was just an average runner, but my coach saw something more than average in me and pushed me, especially when it was hill workouts. We would have to Literally, I would spend all day worrying about the hill workouts and thinking about my coach and whether or not Coach Sue would be disappointed in me or whether or not she would think that I really worked hard. And so everything I did was to kind of please my coach to make sure that um, I was looked at as the number one runner. Now, looking back at it, that's typical of my age. Um, But she had an incredible amount of power. So I would go to these workouts with hills and think to myself my gosh I could not stand the hill workouts but I did not quit and I did not miss a practice because of the influence the power that my coach Sue had on me 
she would be disappointed in me if I missed it. Um, and there were many, many times throughout the day that my stomach was just churning, thinking about the horrible workout to come. And um, I got to tell you something. That is what power is. Power in a relationship is both good and negative, and sometimes it can be both. So today, what I want you to think about is who has the power in your book? What kind of power is it? Is it positive or negative power? Or is it both? Why do they have the power? Sometimes you might say it's a parent and the power is because they're an adult. Maybe they're powerful because they're not only an adult, but they're, let's say, abusive. Um, I'm thinking of a few books that you're reading, like Call Me Hope, and the mother has the power, and the protagonist, Hope, does not. And why does a mom have the power in that book? Well, she has the power because she's an adult, because she's the parent, because she um, makes the money, because she provides the housing, because Hope is young. So that's power. So she does, she has negative, a majority of it, the power and the control and the influence she has on Hope is negative. Now, looking at that book, Hope tends to curse a lot. She uses foul language. And you say, well, why? Well, because of the power in her relationship. Her mother uses foul language to Hope. So you can expect that Hope has been influenced by her mom, meaning mom is modeling that kind of behavior. So therefore, Hope is displaying the same behavior that a mother displays on her. Hope is trying to get power in her world and she can't. So she tries to get some power in, in any way, shape or form. So today when you're thinking about your book, I want you to think about the relationships in your book. Think about who has the power, what kind of power, positive or negative. How does it influence your character? How does your character, how is your character impacted by that power? And by all means, make sure whatever you do, you make sure that you provide specific examples before you say something. Think, do I have an example, an exact example from the book to prove this? How do you know? Power. You got this. Good morning, Team Wonder. It's Mrs. Garrett. It's super early in the morning and it's so cold that my thoughts are frozen. And I think I have a cold shoulder. I'm going to sip my coffee while you let that joke rest and process. Hold on. Mmm. This coffee is so good. Simple things in life sometimes can be awesome. Yesterday, we talked about power. And we talked about how power influences, controls, impacts your characters in a lot of different ways. I made it clear that power doesn't have to be a negative thing. It can also be a positive thing. And we talked about people in our lives who have power over us and why they had power and how it impacts us. And then we went even further and we talked about our books. Today we're going to continue doing that. But we're also going to think about how character traits collide with other character traits. What does that mean? Well, we all know how characters have traits. Some are positive, some are negative, and 
Some are somewhere in between. But today I want to teach you how two characters, maybe a protagonist and another character, or even some really vibrant side characters, they clash. And sometimes they clash because of their traits. So we need to analyze the reason that these traits collide. When I say collide, I mean conflict. And how if we can analyze why character traits collide with each other, then we also are thinking deeply about characters and the relationship. So you're already really skilled at studying character traits. A lot of lessons Earlier this year, when we did this deep study of characters, went on where we traced the character traits, we looked at the characters' less likable sides, we revised our thinking, and then we really dove deep. Today, we're going to extend that thinking that we did early in the year, and we're not just thinking about character traits in isolation. We're not just looking at a character and its in their traits. Absolutely not. We're going to go a little further than that in this new Social Issues book club. We're going to take those traits of two characters, and then we think about those characters and what do those character traits do to that relationship. Sometimes they complement each other. They're good for each other. Sometimes they collide with one another. So I want you to think about your own life. And I want you to think about character traits that might collide with maybe a sibling. I know I read many a narrative about sibling fights in one of my block, I think my block B class. I have a a student that wrote about her brother and how she was constantly fighting with her brother. That was her whole narrative. It was a great narrative. And the way I want her to look at her narrative now, today, is what are your traits? What are your less likable traits? What are your likable traits? What are your brother's likable traits and his less likable traits? Now take a look at those traits. Can you find a place where they might complement each other? But more importantly, can you find a place where they might collide? Now why would that be important for this student in my Block B class? Well, you can get through... You can get to some deeper meaning, deeper deeper thinking. Suppose that one of her less likable traits, let's say, I'm just saying hypothetically, is that she is competitive. Now, that could be a likable trait, but it also can be an unlikable trait. Because if you're super, super competitive like I am, you have a hard time letting go, like a pit bull in a meat truck. Let's say she analyzes her brother's less likable traits and likable traits, and she realizes that a brother too is competitive. Can you imagine now if you have two highly competitive people who do not like to lose and they are struggling over some topic or some material, that un- those light unlikable traits will collide. And now using that information, that student can then take a look at it at a deeper level and potentially navigate or circumnavigate around that issue. So I'm going to be showing you a video today after you watch this podcast or after you listen to this podcast. And we're going to be looking at two characters who have traits. They're deep and they're fixed. What does that mean? It means they've been there for a long time. And, you know, researchers say that when you are born, your personality is basically fixed. And from zero to two, your personality becomes who you are throughout your life. And of course, your upbringing absolutely helps shape it as well. So we're going to look at this video and we're going to look at to see how these characters might clash. And it's a scene where Mona, Mona's father, is chief of the tribe 
and Mona is just poised to take over. She's going to take over and he's trying to train her. And he wants her to act in ways that feels best for the tribe and fitting of a future chief. However, from the start of the film, there have been signs, just subtle signs, and they get a little bit more obvious, that Mona and her father are clashing, colliding. So we're going to study one of, those, one of their clashes, and we're going to see if we can figure out together whether the clash is caused by traits of theirs that are colliding somehow. So we're going to play the clip, and then we're going to talk. And once we, so once you finish listening to this podcast this morning, um, I want you to come on up to the rug, bring your agenda book, your book, your iPad, and sit next to your book club members so we can talk about um, when traits collide and what that will bring us in a deeper meaning. All right, so I hope that we have a good day today and we do some really deep thinking once we see the movie and we do our conversations. What we're going to be talking about is uh, we're going to be we're also working on your reader's notebook today. We're going to review how to label it. It's been a while. And we're going to make sure our goal is when character traits collide. And you're going to have two very good examples for today and two very good examples for tonight. And then you're going to make sure that we remember that when you write an idea, a thought, a claim, that you always need to back it up with a specific example from the book. And if you say, well, I don't have an example, then you need to rethink your claim, your thought, and your idea. All right? Without further, without further ado, come on over to the bug when you finish listening to this.